it's hard to understate how important faith radio is to me right now. The whole world seems to be falling away from faith. I can count on you guys. And unadulterated, no apologizing. I just am so in tune with what you guys are doing and preaching. If this were to go away, I don't know what I'd do. It's it's a self-defense mechanism. If Faith Radio went away and I didn't support it, shame on me. How, how can you not? You can't outgive God. Go ahead and try, and that's what I try and do. It's my duty as a Christian to help spread the word. You know, God put that in my heart. You get worn down by the news of the world and how bad things are. And Faith Radio changes that every day. It gives you hope. It gives you something to uh, to hope in, to pray for, and it's soul cleansing. It helps clear out all the bad stuff that people try and tell you, all the negative stuff, all the wrong stuff, you know, all the demonic stuff, all of that, that, that people try and get you to believe is okay now. No, it's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. If you're in a bad mood, listen to Faith Radio for a while. And the Holy Spirit gets flowing through you, and it changes. Changes for the better. I love hearing that Faith Radio is important to you. Hearing God's Word, good teaching, getting trained and equipped, having fellowship along with a laugh or a smile every day is a great testimony to what happens each day on Faith Radio. Jesus is the reason. He is sovereign over the bad news that we hear every day. He is our light, our hope, our confidence. Yeah, I would have to agree. I don't know what I'd do without Faith Radio. Now, come to think of it, I'd also be unemployed. Ah, the blessings just keep rolling in. So when you hear that God has prompted you and you agree with what you just heard, it is your moment to give. So thank you. It is a gift of obedience and joy to give from a cheerful heart. It is just what God loves. Thank you for being there for us and with us. Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. This is a special fundraising encore presentation. You can give at myfaithradio.com. And a warm welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. The first part is the time of day, and the second part is my name. This is a show with no lack of creativity. So glad you're with me today. We're going to talk about a very sensitive subject today. Few things are more heart-wrenching to a Christian parent or a grandparent than a child who abandons their faith. Parents want to know why. What went wrong? Could I, could I have prevented this? And their pain is sometimes uh, made worse when others in the body of Christ um, appear maybe judgmental or critical, and we're going to talk about that today. You know, what happens when adult children rebel? I mean, our, our you know, parents, they feel sometimes responsible for their adult children's choices, um, and whether they are or not, only God knows. And we're going to talk about prodigals today with my friend Suzanne. She's uh, here in studio and it's going to be an hour where if you have a prodigal in your life, I want you to know that this hour is especially for you. 
And we would love to hear a piece of your journey and story, how we might be able to pray for you. And maybe we can learn to uh, share each other's burdens along uh, this line. You can text, uh, you know, a small piece of the story. Yes, I do have a prodigal. Uh, How long has it been? How is your relationship? Maybe something like that would get us started. You can text that to 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. Suzanne, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This is such a... um uh, a wonder it's it's funny because it's become a wonderful topic for it, me it has and i don't know yeah. if this has really been discussed very much mm-hmm. i think because it's a challenging difficult topic and i don't know how much people want to admit publicly yeah. that they got right. they have the struggle on their plate yeah absolutely because it's very difficult um my uh my husband and my journey with our prodigal son um he was in and around the let's say the Christian lifestyle his whole life. He accepted Christ when he was a young boy. He was baptized at nine years old. He had this deep understanding of things biblical that sometimes he even challenged me and I had to go (laughs) find the answers of. Mm -hmm. Um, And then about seven years ago, he was right around 20 years old. Yeah, right around 20. um, We had seen little glimpses of it before then, but he really just said... This is this is all hogwash. I'm wow. done. I'm done. And it was a very, very difficult time. Very difficult time for us. Mm-hmm. So is he basically saying this doesn't work for me or none of this is true? Uh, none or, of this is true. Or, okay. And none of this does. Yikes. It doesn't. All of it. All of the above yeah. is where he was. That n- none of this is true. I think that you are misled. Um, I think that you have brainwashed me my whole life. Wow. I mean, it was really deep. It was really, really deep. And it led to a, um, uh, not only, of course, a hard time for all of us, but we, there was probably three or so years that we had a really rough relationship. We didn't really speak to one another all that much. Mm-hmm. And that was heart wrenching. It was terrible. Well, let's talk about that day that that news comes down that Mm -hmm. says this is a bunch of hogwash. I mean, you talk about getting completely knocked off. Oh yeah, uh, your spot. How do you how do you start to process that? Um, Because you you know one hundred percent in your heart, it's (laughs) yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, Um, and your own flesh and blood is telling you it's hogwash. Right after a lifetime of him identifying, yep, and and talking about faith and even challenging you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean. You're right. You are just knocked off your feet. You're just knocked off your feet and you don't exactly know how to come back. (laughs) I blame you, Suzanne. You just come on. You you, you just you just don't really know because, of course, there's all kinds of things that uh, his personality is such so that um, he would challenge things. But he always did respectfully. Um, And so I know that he's a challenger that's just in his nature. But man, when he's challenging me in something that is the basis of my foundational belief. Yeah, (laughs) Um, it was. And and my husband, my husband had a really hard time because he believed, you know, he's like, I'm supposed to be the head of this family. And what did I do wrong? Yeah. So there's lots and lots in here. Yeah. I know you can't speak for your husband, but I would love for you to to speak for your husband. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, talk about his response too, because you know, the, the we all have different responses, and and one of being mostly 
crushed in spirit? Was his angry? Was your angry? What? Give me some of the emotions, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind. All of the above. So it was it was more hurt at the beginning. I think it's probably the layers of grief, right? You're hurt at the beginning and bewildered um, and just perplexed, and you're trying to find your way through there. I'm a fixer by nature. I wanted to fix it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what can we do to fix this? Um one of the hardest things I had to come to realize, and by the way, I'm seven-ish years past the beginning of this journey, mm-hmm. and I can say it now, and I'm comfortable with it now, but it still seeps in past me. So please, it, this isn't going to click overnight if you have a prodigal. Um, I had to come to the realization that it's likely not going to be me that fixes it, and by the way, it's not up to me. It's the Holy Spirit, and then I pray to all the time. Like, please, Holy Spirit, you, if you make a way for me to say something, I'll be happy to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. But I had to come to the realization and surrender that this is not something for me to fix. So yeah, my husband, angry, um, upset. He was disappointed. He was, um, he, he really beat himself up a lot. He still kind of does. Um, although the relationship now with our son is much better. And so the love is there and the communication is there. There's still no faith component at all. Mm-hmm. Did, did your son uh, cite an event in his life? You know, hey, mom, I met this friend named Damien, and he was telling right. me it was all yeah. a bunch of hogwash. And uh-huh. he talked me into it, and I guess it's true. <laughs> well, it's he didn't cite it, but it's a little coincidental that it all happened around the same time that he wanted to be in a relationship with um, his girlfriend at the time. Uh, She was a very proud atheist and told us one time that we would, you know, we would come to our senses one day. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when you find your son getting ready to be in a relationship with someone like that, Mm -hmm. again, it's a five alarm fire, isn't it? Yes. And it's very delicate because he's also 20 years old. And he also has to make his own choices. And you know, very often, if a parent if a parent is the one that says you sh- really should go left, they're going to go right <laughs> immediately. So it was it was just so hard because you how much do you vocalize? How much do you say? How much do you suggest? <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it, we just walked around all the time wondering what to do next. Mm-hmm. And only, of course, God only knows what goes on in the heart and the mind of, mm. of kids that are, have That's right. moved away from faith. And you can spend lots of time torturing yourself, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of, of blame. Yeah. Obviously, it's not yeah. about you, is it, Suzanne? It isn't, but it's so hard because oh, we are yeah. responsible to train up our children, right? Train, train up a child in the yes. way he, he will go. And that's where I rest is when he, when they're old, they will not depart from it. Um, that and a, and a couple of other places that the Lord has just brought out to me to remind me that um, this is not up to you. It's not about you. And I just wait for the day that he has a wonderful story to tell Amen. of um, reconciliation with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you're not alone in this story. I know there's many, many, and I invite anyone who would like to uh, be part of this the discussion today to uh, text over the uh, situation you're finding yourself in. We'd love to know who you are and pray for you, not by name. We'd keep it anonymous, of course, but we would love to do church with you today and recognize that uh, you don't have to feel like you're going through this by yourself because we 
you have us, and we want to pray with you and love on you. And um, Suzanne is my guest in studio, and her prodigal has been seven years since she said, this is hogwash. Yeah, it, yep. it was about seven years. Now, he was away at, at college, so um, I can't really pinpoint a day, but it's, yeah, it's about seven years. Uh, it was three years of really, really tense relationship, and we didn't even know if we would speak to him anytime soon. Um, since then, it's great. I saw him last weekend, and every time you see him, hey, mom, and hugs me, and Sweet. hey, dad, you know, it's the relationship now is fantastic. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. been seven years. And we can say that's God's amazing timing, can't we? Mm-hmm. You know, even though the, the faith component isn't there, but the love is yeah. and the connection. And for a lot of people, they're not enjoying that part of their relationship with their prodigal. Yeah, that, I, that's the thing is that there was a point um, where we just said, we love you. And that is the most important part. Mm-hmm. We're not going to argue faith with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to try to, you know, make sure you understand what we need you to understand. Right. Um, there was even a moment, um, maybe two years ago, I'm not sure, two years ago where I was standing at the kitchen counter doing dishes and you know how you're standing with your back to someone, but you're having a conversation cause right. he's sitting at the kitchen, the Island counter. Yeah. And he asked me a question about, um, a Christian music artist. And I literally at that moment, like stopped in my tracks and said a silent prayer. Like now, now, Lord, is this it? Is this the moment that I can talk with him about it? And God did not, God did not say yes. Mm. And so I answered his question and I waited to see if he had more questions and he didn't. And so I just let it go. And Mm -hmm. so I've really had to ask the Lord to remind me, is it now? Do you want me to speak now? Because for a long time, it's been, no, this is not the time. This is not, I have not felt released to be able to sit and just say, hey, we have to have a conversation. It's been all about, I love you. You know where I stand. I Do I want you to love Jesus and remember him? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. But not because of me or because of any sort of church or organized religion, but so that you will remember the life-giving presence that he can be. You know, that, that's where it, yeah. oh, it's hard. Yeah. If you have a prodigal and you know exactly what Suzanne is going through Whew. and you have, uh, want to share part of your story with us, please text it over to 877-933-2484. We'll, of course, uh, keep you anonymous. we just like to know what your situation is and how we might pray for you. This is obviously such a serious subject that can create all feeling, all kinds of feelings of isolation and maybe desperation. So we just want to be walking with you on this beautiful day. Uh, we are always hopeful. So we'll take a short break and be right back. This is a special fundraising encore presentation. You can give at myfaithradio.com. We are talking today about prodigals. Maybe you have a prodigal uh, child or a prodigal grandchild, and this is never a fun topic. And you often sometimes feel like, what do I do? How do I 
maintain the relationship? How do I continue to bring the love of Christ? How do I continue to bring truth and grace uh, to this uh, individual that you care so deeply about and you don't want them to be apart from the Lord? Uh, Suzanne is my guest in studio, and she also has a prodigal. It's been seven years since that news came out. And Suzanne, I got some messages coming Mm -hmm. in. People are saying, I've got two adult male children who are prodigals, 44 and 39. 44-year-old feels anxious, depressed, and hopeless. My church has a small but growing group of people praying for our prodigals. That's encouraging, isn't it? Yes, always. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is interesting, too. This may not be appropriate because this listener says, I don't have children, but I have parents who have walked away from their faith. I was brought to uh, church by my parents and raised among believers, but uh, these are people who introduced me to Christianity who no longer believe. Mm. And this briefly caused my own crisis of faith, but now I am strong in my faith after deeply considering the question, why Christianity? Parenting is only part of the equation. The Holy Spirit is the real power behind yes. transformation. Yes. Yeah. So I would imagine, Suzanne, you have learned a little bit more about prayer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, I have. Tell me. Tell you know, me. You know, what's interesting is that I've said this many times in my life, and I always feel like maybe this time is the last time, um, but it's never going to be the last time. I always learn a deeper level of trust in the Lord. And I just continue to keep learning it and learning it and learning it. You know, when I was younger, there were different factors in my life. You know, I trusted him with my children in a different way. You know, their their health and their growing and their development and all of that. Um, and I keep, I remember probably 15 years ago saying something similar to another friend. Like I keep learning a different level of trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think that I've trust. I think that I trust. I think that I surrender everything to him and I trust him. And then I find out that we're going a little lower because, ah, there's still, <laughs> there's a little bit to unearth. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what's happened here because I've had to learn. It's taken me seven years to get here and I'm, I'm about 89% of the way there of surrender, that this is not my issue. This is not about me. This is not about what I can do to fix it or my husband can do to fix mm. it. This, we, it's a complete surrender to the Lord and that I know that he's got it. Mm-hmm. Another listener, uh, Suzanne said, I've, our son has married a non-believer, but we love her so much. Mm-hmm. Back in high school, he was totally active in the youth group. Our communication is not strained but we really don't discuss faith. He'll be 22 this year. I, I get it. I understand. I, it's just so hard. Um, what we have, where we have rested in the last three years for the first three, three and a half years, it was a very strained relationship. Um, we didn't even know if that would have been the last time we spoke with him, you know, like, I don't know if we'll talk to him again. Um, he was active on social media. He was arguing with previous youth pastors and pastors, being very disrespectful publicly. It was awful. But for the last three years, the way we have felt directed by the Lord is to just show him steadfast love and unwavering faith. Like we don't change who we are because, mm-hmm. you know, when he walks in the door, we don't all of a sudden okay, nobody talk about Jesus. You know, (laughs) we still pray at meals and he is still respectful and quiet. Um, But it's just showing him love, showing him love that if there's no relationship, there can't be a conversation when the Lord says it's time. Mm. 
Another message came in. My daughter is a young adult and walks the fence between letting me pray with her sometimes and then when she's frustrated telling me she believes in a higher power, but maybe it's not my God. Mm. Uh, So please pray for the Holy Spirit to guide us, especially pray for the relationship to be healed between her and her dad. I think if my husband's faith took more of a leadership role in our family, then that would show her the grace of our Heavenly Father. Complicated, isn't it? That is complicated because Mm -hmm. I, I... I'm struggling with how to respond to you, Bill, just telling me that because that has to dig down into it's the parent's responsibility. And then you learn that, yes, we are responsible to train them up in the way they should go. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. But man alive, there's a point where it's not your responsibility anymore. And if, if they don't find their faith on their own and it's not their own, I don't I don't know how I don't know how they will value it then as their own. Mm-hmm. You think of um Adam and Eve raised by the perfect father in the perfect well, environment. True. And they still met with temptation and they rebelled. Now, right. I'm not saying it's just rebellion, but there is a lot of rebellion when you say uh well this faith I was raised in is kind of a bu- bunch of hogwash. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's we are praying with you and for you. And we, I mean, I, I completely understand the complexity. So I'm with you. I have an 18 year old granddaughter, um, who was, uh, wearing a kind of a bad religion t-shirt. So it had a cross with the international, uh, no symbol through oh, it. Oh yeah. Have you seen that? I haven't seen one of those. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, <laughs> I don't like it. But, um, there's, you know you're always up against rebellious. She knows um, that she's, you know, obviously pushing buttons. Mm -hmm. And I don't think some kids are, they they do out of active rebellion, push their parents' buttons. Oh, sure. Because they know that's where they can get them. Sure. And I mean, that's the hard thing um, also is that you hit this, this, I don't know, maybe middle school through college where that's where they're pushing buttons anyway. Right. They're just pushing buttons all the time. They're trying to figure out who they are. They're trying to kind of stretch their elbows out of the envelope and um, see how far they can stretch this thing. Um, And that's the difficult part is, is it just part of growing and independent thinking and literally trying to get a rise out of someone? Yeah. Or is this a true heart issue that needs to be dealt with? But it comes back to they're the only ones that know other than the Holy Spirit. True. So. Another um, text came in, Suzanne, my son, for about seven years, he claims atheism now. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? It does sound familiar. He's your it son does. of seven years since yeah. he came out, and now he claims atheism at this point? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a girlfriend whose parents were Old Testament brimstone and fire, said that he wasn't good enough for her because I divorced his abusive dad. He was brought up as a Christian in the church. So we need to pray for him. I have a lot of faith. Yeah. It's, it all comes back to prayer. I mean, it really does. There's so many complex emotions that surround it, um, but it all comes back to prayer. And here's another thing that I'm reminded as you're telling all of these stories, and there's probably hundreds and thousands of stories that we're not hearing at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, you are not alone. One time, one other time, that I had the opportunity to speak to a large group of people. 
about this. So many people came up to me. I'll never forget the mothers who came up and said, I can't tell anyone, not even my best friend, because I don't want her to know that it's my child who was in my charge who said no to Jesus. It's so prevalent. And our culture, of course, right now is not helping that situation at all. Um, lots of deconstruction of faith, lots mm-hmm. of, it's kind of popular. It right? is kind of popular. Um, so please know that if you're one of those who have just been quietly sitting aside and, and carrying that yourself, um, you, you are in a large group of people that you didn't even realize that there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us here. Yeah. And you have to be careful not to become withdrawn yourself. I mean, even the thought of going to church, Suzanne, did you ever go to church thinking, <laughs> I don't want to see the people at church and be reminded well, what my family situation is? Well, that's interesting because just last Sunday, um, we forgot that <laughs> it was Baptism Sunday. Okay. And not that we ever avoid it necessarily, but I just wasn't prepared. And so we walked in and they said, it's Baptism Sunday. And my husband grabbed my hand and we... oh. It was, it was very, very emotional. Okay, I want to hear about that after yeah. the break. That's a cliffhanger. All right, <laughs> we're talking about prodigals. If you have one and you have part of a story you could share, let me know what it is. We'd love to know it and pray for you. You're not alone in this. 877-933-2484. Suzanne is my friend and guest. We will be back in just a minute. This is a special fundraising encore presentation. You could give at myfaithradio.com. We are talking about uh, your kids or grandkids that have walked away from their faith. Um, my guest is Suzanne, and she has had a, a seven year relationship with her son who seven years ago, said, uh, my faith journey is ending. I'm no longer interested. And we've been referring uh, as to these dear children as prodigals, and we're going to uh, talk about that in just a little bit. But right before we went to break, Susanna, we were talking about uh, an experience you had at your church, and yeah. it was Baptism Sunday. Explain mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah, it was Baptism Sunday, just this past Sunday, actually. And it, it's not like we avoid Baptism Sunday. I just wasn't prepared for it. And so when they mentioned that it was baptism Sunday, my, you know, it's a dark auditorium and my husband grabbed my hand and I knew, I knew what, you know, uh, it just brings up all of those old feelings. And then there were two little boys about the same age as our sons that were being baptized. And we, I just wept. I just wept through the whole thing. I wept through the song. I wept through the <laughs> watching the children through them. Um, they had them do their declaration and I, I, Alan was crying. I was crying. Um, the lady, Alan went to get a box of tissue and the lady behind asked for a tissue. I mean, it just brings up all of those memories of me standing there as the mother watching my children declare their faith and knowing that um, one of them said that didn't mean anything to him. Wow. And that is, it Oof. just, 
it just, even just now when I said it out loud, it just guts me. Like that didn't mean anything. That didn't mean anything. At least that's how he feels today. Mm -hmm. Another listener jumped in with the word that we're using, prodigal. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't prodigal mean wasteful? Does it also mean someone who went away and hasn't come back? Mm, yeah. Maybe you could say what your understanding is when you talk about your yeah. son being a prodigal, what you mean by that. Yeah, prodigal, of course, I'm I'm referring to the story of the prodigal son where I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for the day and I hope and pray and just know and stand in the Lord's promises that he will return. That um, I know that he gave his life to Christ and that hope of him returning, I can, I can see my husband standing on the road, just like the story in the mm. prodigal son. Oh, now I'm starting to tear I up can, here. I can see, I can see it. I can see it. I can see my husband standing there, and I can see my son running. And I just know, I just know that that is going to happen someday. Beautiful, beautiful. Another uh, message came in. My son is 36 and doesn't believe in God. He was brought up going to church and was confirmed. Now, if I bring up God and having faith, it doesn't go well. And I end up crying and hanging up the phone. He's always looking for answers and proof of God and heaven. And some things are hard for me to answer. He's not a bad person. He just needs answers. Mm -hmm. That's hard because my son also is, I call my son a challenger. He challenges things. He likes to um, dig and find answers. Um, Of course, I, I can't speak into that particular life. But in my life, I can tell you that what helped our relationship was to just say, I don't like the fact that our relationship is getting worse because of these conversations. And so let's don't, let's don't argue about faith anymore. I just, I just want to sit with you and watch TV. I just want to love you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what helped our relationship was sometimes, and by the way, it's been about three years Things are gradually getting better. The relationship is great. We have yet to talk about faith. And trust me, I ask the Lord frequently, Mm -hmm. how about now? (laughs) How about now? (laughs) Now? And he keeps saying, not yet. I just don't feel released that it's time. So for me anyway, what made it better was just helping my son understand that I don't want to argue this with you because I love you. Mm-hmm. And there will come a time and we'll we'll find those conversations together and we'll find the answers together. But right now, let's just make sure that we love one another. Mm-hmm. And he's married, is that correct? Yes. And you really love his wife, I don't you? I love his wife. Yeah. I love her. And she would be a, a person that would also identify as an atheist. I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I would... I, she may be an agnostic. I'm not sure. Okay. But either way, she's not She's not a believer. Mm-hmm. Another uh, text, Suzanne, uh, I'm, for every prodigal child, there's also a prodigal's parent, mm-hmm. of course, just yeah. like you yeah. telling your story. I have a 27-year-old daughter who walked away from God in college. She yep. says there may be a God, but it's not the one who sends people to hell, especially gays. Mm. She now can't stand me because of bringing up believing in such a God. She lives five minutes away and I only see her once a year to give her Christmas and birthday gifts. I know it's not about me, but it was my job to bring her up in the Lord so she wouldn't fall away. Her rejection of him means I failed. Please speak to that. She didn't fail. Yeah, my whole 
everything in me wants to run to you right now. I, I, I wish I could just come right through this broadcast and run to you. And so I could look you right in the eye and say, you did not fail. This is not a failure of yours. I promise you it's not that the Lord will take care of all of this, that he has promised us that when we bring up our children in the way they should go, that when they're old, they will not depart from it. I I say that in my brain every single day. And you were given that child. The Lord gave you that child, knew that you were the perfect parent for that child. Mm -hmm. And so please remember that, that this is not a surprise to him, that he will take care of all things. And it's just so hard for any of us to remember that failures of people does not mean failure of the Lord, right? A a person can disappoint us. So is it the daughter? Mm -hmm. Um, The daughter might be angry about this or that or the other that was said by you or by a church or by someone else. But, But it all comes down to Jesus. It all comes down to how he loves her and and, uh, he'll show himself. He'll show himself Mm -hmm. to her. I think there's a couple of times in this hour I was hoping we would pause to pray. This feels like an appropriate time right now. Let's do that. Uh, Suzanne, would you cover in prayer some of these incredible texts that have come in? And you just, when you said you wanted to, you know, go through the the microphone to get (laughs) to this listener, maybe now we can just lovingly put our arms around uh, these listeners with prayer. Father, we come to you today in the name of Jesus, Lord, and we we are thankful for the courage of those who would say, yep, that's me. I'm going through that too, and I see it as a failure. Lord, just sit right beside her right now, right beside each and every one, and look them in the eye and say, you are my beloved child, and so is your prodigal, my beloved child. Lord, help each and every one find your peace in this situation, to hear your wisdom, to hear your voice, and when they should speak, when they should act, when is the time, when is not the time. And Father, to know, to know in their heart of hearts that it comes back to you. It all comes back to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this time. Thank you for each and every one to say, Can you help me? Can you pray for me? Run to them now. Run to them now and sit with them and cover them with your peace and your presence. In Jesus' name. Mm. Thank you, Suzanne. Let's talk a little bit about pain because there's lots of it. And I know pain always has a refining purpose. There's always purpose. People, you know, obviously when they hear that, they're never comforted by that. <laughs> right. Obviously, because I'm not. Right. I've got to be honest. I mean, yeah, me I, too. If I said pain's going to give you this refining glory, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to, you yeah. know, uh, you're not going to be happy, right? right? No. Yeah. So no, maybe never. maybe talk about how, how pain is, is so uh, prevalent in this mm-hmm. uh, experience and we all want to push it away. And then yet it does have meaning. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you that I... I had those moments where you're sitting in the living room and we were watching some, I don't know, it was some um, television show. And on the show, the characters were debating, were debating faith. And you have that moment when you're in the room with someone who you know this is a weird topic, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
and everything just kind of stops. Like, should I make a joke over top of this so that this just stops the uncomfortable moment? I mean, there's pain at that level. There's those just really uncomfortable moments. And then there's that deep, of course, searing pain because it's not, it's not that I want my child to come back for me. I want my child to know the loving presence of Jesus that can follow him in his life and that he will teach to his children. And that's what I ache for. And that ache really, it really doesn't go away because you're just constantly wondering and praying and, you know, pray without ceasing. Anytime I think about him in the day, I'm praying for him, praying for his wife, praying for his coming children. So the pain, it's, it's, it's hard. It, it goes back to that thing I said earlier where I continue to learn a new level of trust all of the time, mm-hmm. trust in the Lord. And I think that's the refining part is that what's being refined in me is that surrender and that deep level of trust that I know that the Lord is in the middle of this. Mm. Another text came in. This topic is so near and dear to me that I'm getting so choked up right now. Thank you for sharing and praying for so many who need this discussion of encouragement. Mm-hmm. It's really a important time to love on people in the midst of mm. this, again, such a difficult topic, Suzanne. Yeah. I, I, anytime I've brought it up, there are so many people that come out of the woodwork and say, me too, but I haven't wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Me too, and I haven't wanted to face it myself because if I don't face it, then it does it's not true and I don't have to go through all that pain. Mm-hmm. Or me too, and my child won't talk to me, but I didn't want to really tell anyone. Um, it's, it's terribly painful, but here's the encouragement. There was um, a moment where in a, in a very, if I can really condense the story, I didn't know what to do. My son had just had an argument publicly with a pastor. I didn't want to tell my husband because my husband really took it to heart. And the Lord, you guys, this is not me. I don't usually say this. I think this has happened like maybe twice in my life. I was sitting there reading my Bible and I closed it because I had read the same paragraph four times. It didn't mean any sense to me because I wasn't really paying attention. I was thinking about this pain, this struggle, I'm going to have to tell my husband that we might get contacted by this pastor. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I literally closed my Bible and I went, I don't know what to do, Lord. That was it. That's all I said. It wasn't any lofty, wonderful words. I don't know what to do. And when I opened the Bible again, it went to Jeremiah 31, where Rachel is weeping for her children because they are no more. But what it says if you read further, it says, Rachel, stop your weeping because I will bring them back from the land of the enemy. And to me, I think of that all of the time because that was God telling me, I will bring him back from the land of the enemy. I will bring him back from the land of the enemy. Now, those Bible op- dropping open moments, they don't happen, right? They don't happen all of the time. But I carry that with me all of the time now because it's a reminder to me that God's got this and he can have this for in your life too, whether it's your child or your grandchild. We heard from someone earlier Mm -hmm. that was their parent. Their parent was the prodigal. Just keep on praying because God is right there in the middle of it. Beautiful. Suzanne, here's another message. How do you have peace 
Well, you know, your kids may never choose God. I have Mm -hmm. three kids. They're all prodigals. I know you're not a trained counselor. No. You're just just a mom that has a a prodigal. (laughs) Yep. um, And it's been uh, seven years for you. So, you know, maybe you can... And you've said so many beautiful things already, and prayer is at the center of it. So yeah i I don't know that I don't know that peace is the right word. I think that I've found some sort of contentment because peace will come when I know that that there's renewed faith, but there's contentment for me. And I don't know if that helps you at all. I don't know if you're like, well, great, that's that's no good. Um, but there's a contentment because of the surrender that I found. And again, you guys, I'm not there all the time. There are days. I'm, I, I think I said earlier, I'm about 89% of the way there <laughs> to the surrender and to yeah. the, you know, the trusting that God's got this. But most days I find contentment in that, that God's got this. And every time they come to mind, I pray for them, my son and his wife and, and, and God is the one who will take care of this. Holy Spirit is the one who will knock on his heart and the other 11%. Yeah. I'm with you. I I don't, the peace. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't call it peace. Mm -hmm. If you have a child or a grandchild that's walked away from their faith, uh, we just want you to know we're loving on you mm-hmm. today, encouraging you. Suzanne's my guest. She has like, an experience with it. Seven years ago, her a son said, I'm, I'm done, and this is hogwash. So she has that in front of her, and the Lord is uh, directing and guiding her, and she is um, here with me in studio to share some of that wisdom that she's gained over the years. And if you would like to uh, send in your uh, part of your story, please do. We want to know who you are, encourage you, pray for you. 877-933-2484. Be right back. This is a special fundraising encore presentation. You can give at MyFaithRadio.com. Back with Suzanne. We're talking about prodigals today. If you have a son or daughter that, or grandchild that's moved away from their faith, and uh, many have let me know that there is a lot of you who are in that position. So thank you for sharing and being vulnerable. Um, here's one, Suzanne. My, my dad is a prodigal, yeah. and he's 100 years old. Well, we're praying for him right now, right? This very second. Lord, be with this grandfather. Yes, grandfather. Yeah, I'd imagine. Father, grandfather, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you knock on his heart this very moment and that he doesn't know, can't explain it, doesn't know why, but he wants to have a few questions answered and he just says yes to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Here's a tough question. I know you're not a theologian, but... This is probably on the minds of many. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the current salvation status, accepting Christ as a child and not rejecting him. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. I am not a theologian, and I have wondered this many, 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 many times myself. Um, I don't know the answer to that, but I've wondered that because he was um, nine years old when he accepted the Lord. He was 10 years old when he was baptized. Um, he understood what was happening, all of that. And yes, I have gone through those questions in my mind was, um, 
did he do it out of pressure? Did he do it out of peer pressure, out of parent parental pressure, out of church pressure? Um, was he ever really saved in the first place? I don't know the answer to that. All I know is that I will continue to pray for him because I know he knew Jesus at whatever level it was. And so I'm praying for him to to say yes now. Mm-hmm. Suzanne, I have a prodigal grandson. He went on his own as a young child to church, got baptized, and then as a teenager began exploring the Internet and science. He began challenging me and told me that there, he was no longer a believer. He doesn't think there's anything after death except to die. Now he has a soon-to-be three-year-old, my uh, great-granddaughter. is a wonderful father. He doesn't mind me bringing her to church but still hasn't come back to Christ. I just keep praying. Mm-hmm. Our relationship has always been good, but it makes me sad. It keeps me on my knees. Well, that's a good place to be is is. on your knees and me on my knees and all of us on our knees. Um, It's hopeful to me that you can take the three-year-old to church. I I pray that into my life um, as my grandchildren come along. Um, And so, yes, I, what's funny to me is people say they investigate science and then they don't believe anymore. When I believe the Lord is the one who created the heavens and the earth and created all of that science. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on my knees too. Yeah. I have a prodigal son. He's had several tra- tragedies. He lost a child. He lost his mother-in-law and now he doesn't want to seek God's word. Mm. Um, so that, yeah. you know, what happens when circumstances come into a person's life yeah. and they go, why would God allow this? Mm-hmm. You know, as, as if they are going to make a determination on God based on whether or not they have a, a good, pleasurable meaningful life. Right. Yeah. I, I've heard that a lot. I bet. That there's that there's, um, there's that moment, that tragedy. And why do you let bad things happen to good people? And unfortunately, um, unless you seek the Lord and you have a relationship with him, you're not going to have an answer to that anyway. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard when those events hit. Um, I have a text of my own, if you don't mind, please, do you mind? No. Um, my, my husband, happens to be listening right now. And he he said, uh, I feel it might be important to another dad. I want to say how much I blamed myself and our other son telling me that I did a good job and it's not my fault. Mm. And um, so, yes, honey, thank you. um, Because he, he knows the pain. He knows all of that. And here, the younger son who still is walking with Jesus, we just have the two boys. Mm -hmm. The younger son saying, dad, you, you taught both of us the things that we should, we needed to know. And so this is not your fault. It's, it was a huge moment for my husband. Mm -hmm. Always curious about siblings. You've got a younger brother who's still walking with the Lord and what kind of exchanges have Mm -hmm. they had? I mean, curious. Yeah. The only one I know of, because, you know, as they get older, they don't always tell me what they talk about. Um, the only one I know of is that they were on a long road trip together and they got to talking about it. I don't know how the conversation came up, but the younger said, I, I just don't know how there's no way that I can let go of Jesus. I see all of the things that he's done in my life. And, um, and it didn't change my older son's mind, but he was willing to have a conversation with his brother, which is good. That's mm-hmm. good. I'm glad that they have that relationship. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt, Suzanne, in, in with your son that there was a need to apologize for anything? 
like uh, we didn't like let, let you listen to Donnie and Marie albums because they were Mormons <laughs> and we didn't want you to be influenced by them. I mean, was there any need to apologize for anything? Well, it's it's interesting. Was there a need to apologize? Um, I I don't remember ever saying to him directly. Is there something we should apologize for? Okay, but of course we said a lot of that in our own conversation. Um, but because our our position the last few years has just been to wait until we feel the Lord is guiding us to speak about it again, we've just been working focusing more on relationship building instead of asking those questions. But to be continued because we know that they that conversation needs to be. You know, we need, we need to sit down at some point and say, what is it that we can help or is there something that um, that we need to talk about? Because I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's an event or... That sounds like that word listening. Mm-hmm. That's a big word. That is a big word. Sometimes you want to let them know what yeah. they need to understand, right. right? And how important it is to listen. Yeah, that's that's how the last three years has been. And I'm... I'm a talker. I speak for a living. <laughs> I I am I'm have a pretty big personality and yeah. so it's been surrender, surrender and prayer, surrender and prayer. Yeah, and that surrender is the key, isn't it? I I think so. It is for me. Yeah. It is for me in this stage. It's that's the key. Yeah. Well, Suzanne, this has prompted a lot of people to to write into the show today and let us know that they're walking this mm-hmm. journey as well. And I know you've been a great comfort by letting them know that they're not alone. They're they're not. They didn't mess up. They're not bad people, yeah. and they need to remain in prayer and in community, and not be afraid to yeah. share these concerns with other trusted believers. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we just have a couple of minutes left. Okay. And because I think you would, it would be great to have you pray one more time. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that that did text in and say, yep, I've got my 22-year-old son. Um, It goes on and on and on. So maybe we can just spend the last minute in prayer. I'm so sorry that there's, right? I'm so sorry that the texts go on and on and on. I know. Um, And let me just say one one thing. There is objectivity. There in, In all of our conversation and thought, we have to be objective. Is there something we need to apologize for? Um, So when I say it's not your fault, I'm... We all have to go back to that, but let's pray. Please. Father, as we um, come to you tonight, Lord, there are so many who are hurting. Those who have one in their life who has, have walked away from you. Those who have walked away from you. Those who are angry with you, Lord. Father, I pray for each and every one right now that you will somehow look them in the eye with the deep love that you have for each one of us. And say, there is nothing you can do to make me love you more. There's nothing you can do to make me love you less. Because that's, that's, the, that's the father that you are. And so, Lord, we pray that you will offer peace and contentment to those who are praying for a prodigal. Wisdom in when they should speak and when they shouldn't. And connection and relationship, Lord. And for those prodigals, Lord, that you will be tapping on their hearts right this very minute. In Jesus' name, amen. I have cool friends. Suzanne, thank you so much for doing the show. I am. I Thank you. This has been a pleasure. That is our show for the day. Thank you for spending this time with me. 
I'm praying for you. I hope you have a wonderful evening. I'm looking forward to our time again tomorrow. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.